You're listening to the Fanfic Maverick Podcast, the show where I talk to fanfiction writers about their work and the marvelous world of fanfiction. This show may contain adult themes and language. Listener discretion is advised. To the north, south, east, and west, four corners of the world, greetings from the wild, arid desert of the American Southwest. Oh man, I love saying that. Now guys, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. We are almost at the end of the year here, so instead of giving myself a break and going completely offline with the show, I did want to kind of do just a couple of episodes this month for December. This episode here is going to be a recap episode where we just share some of the things that we've accomplished with the podcast so far. We've been podcasting for a whole year now, guys. Hells, yeah. So I thought we would just kind of celebrate that and uh, talk about things. Now, I don't have a fan fiction writer with me today, but I do have a special guest very near and dear to my heart. My brother David is here today. He's a business development executive for a company out in California, one of my best friends in the entire world, and he has agreed to be here with me for a whole hour. It's hard to catch him these days. He is all over the place. So he is here today, and I am so excited. David, welcome to the Fanfic Maverick, my bruh. How are you? Doing good. David, how you feel? Oh, that was great. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here. I haven't really mentioned you too much on the show, but you have been constantly in the background this whole year. And I thought that it was so important to bring you on just to thank you for everything that you've done for the show this year. So super glad that you could be here, my dude. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely glad too. And uh, I definitely appreciate the gratitude, even if it's, in my opinion, all been you. So <laughs> I don't know how much I did. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about that later on. We argue for about sure. Yeah. So speaking of that, like I said, one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on, because I feel like you are so absolutely instrumental in getting me to actually take the plunge and start the podcast. Because, you know, I have been talking about this and thinking about this podcast for years. We're talking like back in, I don't know, 2016, maybe at the earliest is when it first occurred to me. Yeah. Which was like forever ago. And I was like, hey, like that would be kind of cool because at that time, nobody was doing it. Right. Right. And so I had that thought like, oh, man, like I could totally do a podcast, blah, 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 blah. But I didn't do it. And nope. then <laughs> something yet. happened. Yeah. Now, do you remember where I was like a year ago? Oh, yeah. We're talking to like November 2020. Okay. So why don't we go back a little bit, David? Can oh. you tell us what was going on? Yes. So, you know, COVID, all that good stuff. People have been locked up for a bit. There's just a, a certain point when people do stuff that they hate doing over and over and over again without doing anything else. And it just seems to be like a, a pressing weight that crushes them until they don't laugh anymore, they don't smile anymore, they don't dance anymore. And everything they do is just to somehow relieve that burden of annoyance. And it's just, well, outside, looking outside in, you know, it's such a uncomfortable place to see other people in and like other people you care about in myself it's such an agonizing place to be because it feels so like trapped and so I can relate to that so definitely saw a lot of those behaviors where it's just you know 
you didn't laugh, you didn't smile. You know, I just had that job where I was out of state and moved back and then took an extra room that you had in your house. So, you know, things like that. <laughs> I don't know how, how in-depth of personal information you want to go to, but... <laughs> That's perfect, though, because like, I feel like I'm not usually like that, right? No. I'm usually pretty even keeled. I'm usually, you know, it's not like I'm a ray of sunshine all the time, but I'm pretty even keeled. I'm pretty cheerful. And that year, man, was just like the worst, right? It was the worst. Yeah. It was so Something visible. has got to change, man. Yeah. And, you know, growing up, I'm 10 years younger. So I know from your perspective, we talked about this. There wasn't a lot of relationship there in my early age. However, the person I saw at 18, and I was eight, the person I saw when I was 12, you were 22, then the person, you know, last year, just not the same person. There was just this, I've got too much shit to deal with, and I don't want to deal with anything ever. Everything just is shit. I've been there myself, so totally understand it right you get it you get it and no that's a perfect description like it was so shitty and i just felt like if something doesn't change i'm literally going to die yeah it is suffocating yeah i'm not trying to be like over dramatic about that like if something doesn't change i'm literally gonna die and then last year in october i believe i think it was october we sat down one day on a saturday and we just had this long conversation you and me, nobody knows this, but you and me love to have these long, drawn out intellectual conversations about life. That's one of the things that I love about you so much is you can meet me on an intellectual level and we'll just sit there and vape and drink and talk about life and philosophize and all that shit. And we did that last year in October. Do you remember yeah, that? I do. It's one of the best things to be able to do. A lot of people sometimes get uncomfortable with it because there's some back and forth. But and we talked about this. It's not really so much as an argument, a debate. It's really just like an intellectual exploration. So different things like, well, what about this? Well, I don't know. Maybe. I think this would come into play. But yeah, we just kind of got to talking. And like I've studied psychology on my own. Didn't go to college for it, but still read college textbooks. And was in the therapy field before switching into more business-related stuff. So I'm, I understand people. I do have a bit of a gift for like seeing how things work. And then with all of that studying, I get things about people in weird ways, I would say. And yeah, we were just talking and it was so apparent that like something needed to change because like there's nothing in your life that gave you joy. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of started that conversation is I think you were just like, ah, nah, I'm not happy. I was like, yeah, what about this? And you're like, that doesn't make me happy. I was like, what? All right, what about this? You're like, nah, nothing makes me happy in my life right now. And I was like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Fucking What? Yeah. Go. And I don't yeah. even remember like how you got that out of me because I had had this secret hope to start this fan fiction podcast. And I don't even know how you got that out of me in that conversation. But eventually I finally gave it up because I had been holding it close all those years. You got me to give it up and finally say, okay, there's this one thing. Yeah. Uh, I think because we talked, I talked to you about like you'd become more open, you know, in our later years of life as we've gone closer in our adult life about fanfic, all of that. So I knew you liked fanfic, and that was just like, oh. But we were talking about things that like made you happy and stuff, things you wanted to do, and you were like, oh, I wanted to be a radio-like person on the radio. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, why not volunteer somewhere like at the radio? And you're like, nah, radio's kind of dying. It just wasn't very like feasible as I was just popping off ideas. And I was like, what about like a podcast, modern day radio? And you're like, I do like the idea of podcasts. I was like, what subject? Do you like really well and like are passionate about? 
that you really find like fulfills you. And you're like, uh, well, fanfic. And I was like, all right, what about that? And then that's when I think that kind of came out of you as like, uh, all right, I've been, I've been thinking about this for years. Yeah, I had. I had been thinking about it for years. And I just remember you sitting there and looking me right in the fucking eye and saying, what the fuck is stopping you from doing it? You know what I mean? Because yeah. I had been thinking about it for so long. Like, why the fuck didn't I do it all those years ago, right? And just that question that you posed to me of like, what the fuck is stopping you from doing it right the fuck now? You know, yeah. and I didn't have an answer for you. Well, that yeah, because from what I saw is like you wake up, you you have to do shit you don't like. Like you already wake up knowing your day is going to be full of shit you don't want to do. And you do it because you're you're someone who powers through. You're someone who like really, you know, will take things and handle them. That's part of like that alpha type of person that you are. Like you're going to get shit done. And it doesn't matter if you like it or don't like it, going to happen. And like typical with that kind of mentality, you get lost in that and you forget about yourself. And you're sitting there. I watched a day in and day out, you know, a year before that, since we were living together, it was just like, shit. Okay. All right. Go to the job I hate. Get off. Then you have to deal with, like, annoying family members because, you know, COVID plus, you know, family members being around a lot if their work schedules were different or if they weren't working. And then just being around that more, like, you just went through eight hours, nine hours of a day in which you dealt with people you didn't want to fucking deal with. And then also now you're dealing with people you don't want to fucking deal with. So you, you know, go and just, you know, be on your computer and just be somewhere else so that you didn't have to deal with shit until you fell asleep. Like, you know, it's time for bed. Rinse, wash, repeat, recycle, reanimate, whatever. <laughs> um, and it was just day in, day out. Right. And you were telling me that, oh, yeah, I've actually had this thought years ago. And one of the things that I found in people is a lot of us have these ideas of this, like, instinct or like that thing that we want to do and it's been sitting in the back of our minds we don't know how to do it or we don't know how to start or it seems too daunting afraid of change there's so many different reasons why but it's that thing that just keeps on like bugging you day in day out of like yeah that would be cool or like oh i really want to do that like oh that would be like the best you know whether it's spiritually like the universe talking to you or whether it's like your subconscious being like that's something that makes me happy and if i'm happy about it i'm gonna do good so those secret like things that people keep to themselves is typically stuff people are going to excel at and they're afraid of failure. They're afraid of all these different things. But like you've already been thinking about it. It's already something that you enjoy, you love. And like as long as you do it with, you know, the intention of like, I'm going to I'm going to give it I give it my, my best and not even like a thousand percent, you know, I'm going to give it a solid like 80 percent every day. People will still tend what I've seen is tend to still find success in that thing because they love it, because it's that thing they thought about. Because it's something that matches them. And like that gives them the ability to succeed in ways they never imagined. All right. So you've already had this in your brain. And like you like fan fiction. You like the exploration of like the artistry in that. And you really live and find like joy exploring that. Whether it be something that's a little more, I don't know if sultry is the right word. That's probably not. I don't know. Like it's like sensual and like like that or like the other area of like brilliant artistry and like the way the story plays out, the character development, yeah, the grammar in sure. of itself. And as you, someone who like really enjoys that, all of those different aspects, you've already thought about doing it and you've already wanted to do a podcast. You had already looked into it in a sense that you've already been exploring it in your mind. And your day, you were so exhausted day in, day out. You didn't feel like doing anything. Like, you literally could not do anything else. And one of the things that 
I understand is typically that happens when you're in those ruts is because you have nothing that makes you feel alive. Everything makes you feel drained. And so it was so mind-boggling to me that you already had this idea of something that you loved and that made you feel like alive. And it was just like, uh, uh. And I was like, why the, f like you have something that you know will make you happy. And you are sitting here dealing with garbage that you really shouldn't have to deal with through the work, the job, the life situation. You know, all of those things are something that could be changed and you well deserved to have changed and not have to dealt with in the first place. And you have this also this thing that you love that would be easy, so easy to start doing. And the moment you started doing that, you would start to get invested in that. And then once you had something to be invested about, you have something to look forward to. You know, your day when you wake up isn't just like, I fucking hate everything in the day and I don't want to wake up. Instead, it's, all right, <laughs> once I'm finished with work, I get to do this thing. Or maybe I can fire off some emails and like talk to people. And then you're looking forward to something on your break. You know, you have your lunch, cool. Or you're looking forward to something once the day is done. Now the day doesn't have that same structure of just, fuck it, this sucks. <laughs> well, and that's exactly how it played out, though. That's exactly what happened. Because as soon as you kind of yelled at me a little bit, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, wh why are you not doing this? And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. And I started getting the podcast in order the very next week. It took a while for me to get all the little moving parts, you know, oh, yeah. done and everything, because there's a lot of little details and it took me a while. But from that day on, I started working on it and I cannot even fucking describe how excited I got right away about this incredible new project. I told you so many times that I was so excited that I couldn't even sleep. I had to take Benadryls to get to sleep because my brain was so excited about the shit that I was doing that I couldn't even sleep. And I think that you did mention to someone else in the household at some point that, oh my God, she's so different. <laughs> I don't even recognize her right now because she's so happy. You know, it I mean, was just this yeah. complete 180. Yeah. So... I ordered that mic because then I knew that if you already agreed to something and if you had the mic, then you'd have to start it. And like once you started it and you loved it, you would want to keep doing it because it would finally like put that something in your life. Because like literally, I think in that conversation before we had started talking about that, you're just like, Ugh. and I was like, you what? Like, and you're just like, I fucking hate everything. And I was like, what in your like in your life right now makes you feel like joy? It makes you feel happy. And you're like nothing <laughs> I was like, yeah it was a pretty sad conversation <laughs> it's nothing like that's pitiful or anything like that but it's just a point where it's just like everything just fucking sucks and we we all hit points in our lives like that and it's like are you in an impossible situation maybe it just takes time right or like do you have some free time can you do something you love like what brings you joy like what does something that like for you you were already like still reading like fanfic on uh, the websites and stuff. That's what you like to do. But like other than that, nothing else was like, uh, you didn't really have anything. And so I was like, fucking, you know what you have or want to have. So like, do it. Yeah. As soon as the like three days in. So I ordered the mic. The mic like came like two days later. And it was like on that day that you had already made a list of people that you would want to talk to. You said like, oh, I have my top five authors that are like the dream authors that I get to talk to. And I was like, all right, cool. And I was like, email, like hit them up. You never know. Like 
you ask. And I was like, just ask and then find other people too. Like, fire off those five. Did you know that I was so scared to start reaching out to fan fiction authors that I had to get drunk to do it? No. <laughs> yeah. It was last year. It was the day before Thanksgiving. And I was like, okay, I have all the details of the podcast worked out. I knew how to record shit. I knew how to do all the detail minutia stuff. The only thing left to do was to start reaching out to these fan fiction authors. And I was so fucking scared because I'd never done anything like that before. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I got drunk the day before Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh. Did you pre-write the emails or yes. did you write them when you were drunk? Okay. Yeah, I, I did. I did. I pre-wrote the emails and then I just started sending them off and crossed my fingers and was like, oh my God, I hope this works. You know? Right. That's the thing is if you never did it and they said no, it's the same result. Because it's like, no, thank you. Cool. You asked. It's fine. But that terrifying fear stops so many people. Well, and that's exactly why I needed you to yell at me and just be like, you know what? Like, I don't care that you're scared. You're going to do this anyway. Yeah, like, fucking be happy. Like, you deserve to be happy. You worked so fucking hard throughout your day to support your family. Like, you were the main breadwinner. Like, you're doing all this shit to support others. I and was, you're not yeah. happy. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense at all. Like, you can't give all of yourself and not feel fulfilled in your life. Like, that's absolute bullshit. Right. And the way that you said it just made so much sense. And I was like, okay, I am going to do it. And I did. And I was actually kind of really proud of myself because, you know, it's really easy to stop a project halfway when you get scared. You know, oh, yeah. when you encounter a problem that you don't know how to fix or you just get scared of the scary parts. And oh, my God, reaching out to these fan fiction authors for the first time was so scary. It's not scary anymore because I've done it so many times. That it literally doesn't phase me. Yeah, it's like a strength now, and I love it. I don't know where I heard this story. Someone was talking and talking about this story about, like, fear. And it was uh, a woman talking, and it was like uh, she was witnessing it, or it happened to her. So a little girl, so either she was a little girl or she was witnessing this, and a little girl was on a diving board in a pool. You know, her brother just jumped in the pool, you know, young, five, six, seven. And she's at the very edge of the diving board. And, you know, she starts to kind of like freeze up and people are, you know, parents and stuff. Her grandma's there. And the little girl's just like, no, I can't. I'm scared. And this old lady who was at the pool, too, like literally looked at her and said, yeah, be scared and jump anyway. That's such a fantastic way to like kind of look at things like courage is acting in the face of fear. Like fear is just a thing. It's always going to be there. And if you let it stop you, then it wins. But like if you act and do something, you know, you can use your brain. Like obviously maybe running across a freeway just to do it. Probably not the best idea. It's a little bit scary. But then there are other things of like, ah, I don't know. Like I don't want to do that because I'm scared. But it's like I stand to gain a lot from it. And I stand to lose really nothing except for my comfortability. So like I am scared and I'm going to be scared all the way through it. But I'm still going to do it, you know. That's what being brave is. That's what having courage is. It's not that you don't like all of these courageous things. It's not that people aren't scared. <laughs> They're scared. They're scared shitless most of the time. You know, myself going up to a beautiful girl at a bar and saying hello. Like, maybe she really doesn't like me and I'm going to get rejected hard. Like, I'm afraid. Hey -o. All the way walking up. I'm afraid <laughs> when I start talking to her. You yeah. know, I'm sure at some level, if I can't hide it well enough, she will sense the fear in my eyes. Or the fear in my nervous laughter. But I do it anyway. And yeah, no, it doesn't work sometimes. And sometimes it does. But like the fear shouldn't like, it's, it's going to be there. 
So like if you let that decide whether you do or don't do something, it just limits you so much. It does. It does. And that was such a huge lesson for me this past year. But I learned that on the other side of the fear is where the love and the passion is at. And on the other side of the fear is where all the rewards are at. I am not exaggerating when I say that starting this podcast and connecting with fandom and with the fan fiction community on a personal level literally saved my life. You guys saved me. And I want to acknowledge that. And I want to thank you all for that. And I want to thank you too, David, because I know that you always say, I didn't do anything. But you did, though, because you took the time to sit down with me on a lazy Saturday morning and just have an intellectual conversation with me that I really needed to hear. Because you're right. Fear is what usually stops people. It stopped me for years. And when I finally decided to just push through the fear anyway and do it anyway, even though I was scared, that changed my whole life. Yeah, I remember when you started getting like the first response that was yes. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) And you were like, I need to like understand everything about how all the programs work. And I was like, yeah, but you got it. Like, it it may not be the cleanest thing, but it's already happening. Like someone wanted to do it. So fuck yeah, like do it. I told you, I was like, even if it's not successful, even if no one listens to it, you're having fun doing it. You've never been someone in your life, Beth. I'm sorry. You've never been someone in your life, Chaos Blue, (laughs) that has been someone who like doesn't really try at things, you know? So like we've talked about other career aspects and stuff, watching other people's failures, you know, uh, in a a select field. And you were like, "Ah, I don't know. Like, I I don't want to fail at that. And I was like, look, you witness someone not achieve. What did they do? They didn't put in enough time. They didn't put enough effort. Like they didn't really want to. They were just kind of doing it a little bit here and there. And I was like, would you do that? And you're like, oh, no. Like I do this, 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 this. And I was like, then why would you ever think that you wouldn't make it? You know, like you've never been that person that just is like, uh. Yeah, that's what I've always had going for me is I have a lot of drive. I have a lot of hustle all on my own. I have a lot of hustle. But even with all that hustle and all that drive to succeed and do well and do things, get things done and accomplished, sometimes even people like me still need that person in their corner that believes in the dream with them, you know, and that's what you gave me. You believed in the dream with me and I needed that. I needed that so much. I just want to tell you and thank you. Having you in my corner, believing in the dream with me has meant so much to me. I don't think that I would have succeeded as well without you. Absolutely. You even built me a studio, guys, for Christmas last year. He went into my office, into the walk-in closet that was not being utilized at the time. You made me a studio. You put a handmade desk in there. There's a chair in there. You put the boom mic in there. There are these gorgeous little fairy lights everywhere. You put the foam in there on the walls and made sure that there was a There's like this enclosure, like a curtain enclosure for the sound quality. Like, it's a beautiful studio, you guys. David did that for me. He built it. How rad is that? All right. So you started getting like some of your first interviews and you did like three or four of your first interviews, like in your closet, just with the the clothes around. I'm in the fucking closet right now, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are you? You can come out anytime. Um. (laughs) <laughs> oh. too late hey <laughs> chaos blue what are you no <laughs> is that Harry your Severus Snape impression <laughs> I don't know how well it's coming through here because I have headphones on but, uh... come out of the closet 
what are you doing, Potter? Um, <laughs> all right. So in getting that, you had your first four interviews. After your first interview, so one, you were happy and you were energetic. Like you stopped having all of these times where it was just like, Ugh. like you were right. like doing shit. Like you wanted to get stuff done. You're like, all right, you, like you do that because I'm, I'm still doing this. Like, no, I'm not going to bed. Like, I'm still doing this. I'm up an extra hour, you know, two hours after when, you know, should have gone to sleep three hours instead of going to bed at nine, 10, you know, 11, 12, one. And you got so excited. There was life and passion, like your life. And I was like, all right, like sick, you know, because it's never been a question in my mind, like, you know, like me being in your corner, like everything that you had talked about or anything like that was like me being able to see it, it extremely possible. And I was like, uh, duh. You know, it's like someone having a, you know, I wish one day I might be able to lift a spoon. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it's right in front of you. Like, d- do it. You're going to do it well. You always believed in me. <laughs> well, that's the thing is it was like in, it was so it would be in my mind dumb to question it because like it was so like, uh, of course, like, yeah, you could do that. Like, yeah, you could fucking kill that. You know, maybe if you told me you wanted to hand build a rocket in the backyard, I might say, hey, like, <laughs> I, you know, that might be a little tough, but hey, if you want to do it, that's, you know, more of that random encouragement. <laughs> right. But right, I was right. like a little upset at you. And I, that's why kind of things pushed a bit. And I kept like pointing it out. I had so many I told you so moments where I try to put it real nice. I know you did, though. You did. Because I didn't even want to build that studio. You had brought it up to me, I think a month into podcasting or something. And I was like, oh, but what if I fail? And what if uh, nobody likes You're the like, show? I, I, I have still to want to turn it, it and... like, into that until it really starts doing it. I know. Yeah, all of these things, you know, in your head. And what I was seeing, and I pointed out to everyone who was living in the house, you know, so the family that we had all in the same house because of, like, COVID and stuff, there was the four of us at the time. And I went to everyone. I was like, yeah, do you, do you, do you see this? Do you see how different she is? Like, she's, like, there's a fire now. Like, it's so night and day, like. It was fucking nothing in the engine. And now it's like a fucking, like it's the sun. It's like, oh, um, <laughs> like the energy was so like <laughs> observable. And the yeah. difference of like, you know, how could you not be happy for someone you care about when all of a sudden they have this thing that's driving them and it's like they are on it and they love it and they're so happy about it. And that's what I told you. I was like, so what? Like, even if no one listens to it, you love making it. And that's awesome. And if you love making something, some people are going to like it, you know, even if it's just a few. But most of the time, if you do it well, you put some time, you put some effort into it, there are going to be people who love it. And a lot of people who love it. So I knew that, but I told you anyway, like, you love doing it, so just do it anyway, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I went to everybody else, and I was like, yeah, you know. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, that's amazing. And I was like, all right, well, like, how do we keep this? You know, she loves doing this. You were having so much trouble at the beginning with uh, some of the programs, the mic setup because of echoes or things like that. And, you know, some of the gain on the microphone and the first like few episodes, once you started editing, you finished editing, went back and then you started editing some of the other ones. You were just like, oh, like the quality is really nice. not what I want, blah, blah, blah. And so I started thinking because it was, you know, Christmas was approaching and I was like, all right, well, you know, I researched like sound studio and I was like best materials for like sound reduction and really just looked at like, you know, is it plausible to do that in a small closet? You know, it's, it's not a small, small closet. You know, it's enough that you could totally sit down on one end, put your feet out, and they don't touch the wall. They're yeah. somewhat close, but, and it's fairly tall. But when I was in here, I'm in there. I'm in here right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I came in and there was boxes everywhere and I just kind of like was talking to myself and it echoed so bad. And I was like, ah, I think this is possible, but like, I really have to like look at this. Yeah. You would have to treat the walls really bad. Yeah. 
yeah, so I, I, for everything that was there, I went to everyone in the house. I was like, hey, why don't we do this? You know, like she works so hard and sacrifices so much for us, you know, and there are those of us who like to contribute back to that, you know, and try to help out where we can, where our time allows and like things like that. But I was like, but this is something like different. Like this is something you should actually happen about, passionate about. Like she's been having trouble with this. Like, what do you guys think about this? And, you know, yeah, it was like, oh, my gosh, so great. And then nothing else. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, oh, I can't tell you how upset I got because I was like, fuck you. Like, fuck you for someone who supposedly, you know, cares about you so much and like shit like that. And like people can't see it back to their own shit. I was like, dude, someone's been depressed as fuck for so long. And like after your first interview, you came dancing down the stairs. I know. So happy. <laughs> when was the last time you can remember you danced? And you were like, I have no fucking idea, but I'm doing it right now. That was the crazy dynamic that was in the house last year, though. Oh, God. Everybody was kind of like all talk and no action, you know? So I know when you proposed that idea, like everybody was like, oh, yeah, it's yeah, a great yeah, idea, yeah. great idea. But nobody actually wanted to do it. And that kind of left you doing the whole studio all by yourself. I think you ended up doing most of it on your own. Oh, I did all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did all of it. No, you did such a good job in there. Such a good job. And it became like my little hideaway. I was in that studio all the time, not just for recording. I mean, obviously, I started yeah. recording my sessions in there, but I would go in there to edit. I would go in there to research. I mean, I use that space all the time. And it's just so nice. And I love all of the little details. I turn on the fairy lights when I have an interview. I do change the light bulb in there to different colors. But yeah, that just became my home away from home. And nobody had ever done that for me before, like put in that level of effort and just wanted me to succeed at something to that level. So I just, I really appreciate that, the effort that you put in. Fucking wild to me. Because <laughs> like, all right, I spent, you know, a little bit of time like planning it, creating it and everything. But, you know, that's not a huge sacrifice. Like, I don't feel like I personally did like a very big thing. But what I wanted to accomplish was something that was meaningful and useful for what you wanted to achieve. So I can definitely see the value in that. But what I would consider, you know, like not that much for the, the happiness and joy that you've been able to like derive from doing something that you're very passionate about. This was so easy to do. You know what it is, though, for me is I don't know if it's just the way that we grew up, David, or if it's just me being the oldest child or whatever. But I feel like I've always just been super independent, hyper independent. So when I want to do something, nobody else is going to get a dumb of me. Right. Right. And I'm just used to doing everything on my own by myself. And so like for someone to support me to that level, to build something for me that I never would have been able to build on my own. I, don't, I just don't think you understand. <laughs> like, like nobody has ever supported me that way, you know, because I think they just assume that, oh, Beth wants it. She'll figure out a way to do it herself. I've just become very used to doing all the shit by myself. And to have somebody do shit for me because they love me, because they want me to succeed, that doesn't happen for me very often. <laughs> so, like, it is a big deal, though. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, no, and I totally understand. I'm grateful that it's had such an impact on you. And then, like, what I, what I mean by, like, it wasn't that much, didn't take much from me. It's like I didn't have to, like, from my perspective, I didn't have to sacrifice an arm and a leg for this. Like, it was... For all of the, you know, positivity and, you know, good things that have come out of it for you and it's been so impactful to you, while it took so little sacrifice for me, like, it's stupid. The other people in the household didn't, didn't even help, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
I got so upset. That's one of the reasons why I think that it means so much to me because like, you know, that whole love language concept that you hear yeah. about in pop culture or whatever. And I think that my love language really is time and acts of service, right? Those two things. And those two things combined are exactly what you did with that studio. Yeah. Like, you gave me your time. You gave me your energy and, you know, your acts of service and building that for me. And that speaks volumes to me. It's always a huge deal. But, you know, a lot of stuff has changed in the household, I think, since last year, right? Oh, yeah. We were talking about how last year we had four people living here. And now it's just two. It's just you and me, right? Yep. You're still here. I'm still here, which is great. Our baby sister moved out of the house. Yeah. On her own successful way. Yeah, on her own successful way. She's got her own career going. It's super great. Started her own business. She did. So we're super proud of her. And then I have two jobs now. I got my real estate license last year. So I've been doing real estate transaction work on the side. You have three jobs. Well, yeah, when you come to podcast. I keep correcting on this. Three jobs. <laughs> so you do, you do the day job. You do the extra real estate stuff, which is more yeah. like uh, you know, a couple hours after that. And right, then you yep. still grind out podcasts like love working on it editing on it oh yeah like we don't even watch that much tv like we like you know we used to sit and watch like an episode or two or three like <laughs> yeah, on a right. friday night you know of just like you know when the mandalorian was around hey it was, a, it was a good time but even now you like get up and you're like i don't even want to watch tv i'm oh, gonna I go like do the things that i want to accomplish and i'm like <laughs> fuck yeah and also it makes me a little uh a little bit like uh attacked because <laughs> You'll get up and go, and I'm like, mm, I feel like there's stuff that I have to do, too. I think I always say something like, ah, the work's not going to do itself. And then I go upstairs, and I, I <laughs> do the work and everything. But yeah, you do say that. Off to work. <laughs> at least two of them pay. My real estate job pays. My regular full-time job pays. I don't get paid for the podcast, but it pays me back in love and passion, and I just love doing it so much. Fulfillment. So honestly, like I get so much out of it that it feels like it pays. So, so you're right. I do three jobs, and it takes a lot of time out of my day, and it's good, though. It's good because I think I need that. <laughs> yeah. I need it. So it's great. And then the other thing that's changed is um, I'm no longer married, right? I'm single, guys. hey Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> I was being very polite. I know. I know you were. I know oh you were. And that was an, another long conversation that we had, but we won't get into that one because nobody wants to hear about that. But it's been a great thing. <laughs> and, and so we're happy about that. And, and one day, one day when I have more free time, maybe I'll have the chance to, uh, to get into another relationship, but that's uh, far down the road, I think, for me. Because I just, with three jobs, you just don't have the time. Sure, 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 sure. But you've offered to be my wingman, though. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Yeah. And I told you I'd, uh, well, we have some bets and stuff that uh, if, you know, we go out to a bar and stuff and uh, you're more impressive or get more attention than me because I'm, I'm, you know, a bit more, not charismatic is the word, flamboyant. Oh, yeah. You absolutely are. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a little more reserved than you are, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm way strange, though. So I am embracing, do my little weird life. And that's why some things people don't make, like, really just doesn't make sense. Like. When you was like, I work all day and I'm so tired every day. I don't have <laughs> yeah. time to start a podcast. Right, right. Well, look who was fucking right. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You're right about a lot of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. One day, one day you can be my wingman. So, right. that'll be great. I'm looking right. forward to it. Let me know. Sure. Let me know. I'll go right now. You know, I wanted to ask you about fan fiction specifically because I didn't start becoming open about my involvement in fan fiction until last year before I started the podcast. 
I feel like over the summer last year in 2020 is when I actually, and I'm doing finger quotes here, but I kind of like came out of the closet, so to speak, about fan fiction. Because before it was this little secret that I had that I never talked about, never told anyone. And then I just started talking about it. Had you ever heard about fan fiction at all before I started mentioning it last year? Let me tell you something. All right. So I did know about fan fiction in a sense where it was non-canon exploration of ideas and stories and stuff. Like, you know, like if there was the what if series on Marvel and stuff like all that. And it was just like people kind of really rewriting some of the stories or filling in some of the holes and gaps where they kind of wanted to see stuff like that. So I understood that that was there. But when you decided not to be uh, ashamed of some of the uh, good words on the website, no, it, it floored me because, uh, you, you know, there's some more, sometimes more of an explicit, more of a sensational, sensual, uh, salacious side to fan fiction, which it didn't phase me when I like, heard that. I didn't necessarily know it, but I would have assumed, like, you know, what, Rule 43 or Rule 34? And, like, prior to that, I thought, like, fan fiction was, like, Someone who would just, like, write their own story, like, watching an anime like My Hero Academia, or if they're looking at Harry Potter and, you know, they wanted the character to just do something else, they'd write a story of that character doing something else. And from what I understood, it was kind of like the mentality of, like, if, like, you're really, really into, like, a fandom, like, you know, you can find that. But, like, in my mentality, I was like, eh, like, I don't know. You know, I've read the author's versions. I don't really want to, like, oh, what if... Harry Potter got a leg cut off because maybe that's what someone really wanted to explore. And I'm like, ah, well, like, what's the use in that? Like, I enjoy the story. I don't really necessarily need to, like, really look into stuff. But, uh, like, that's, like, the background thoughts because I never really considered it too much. But, like, you know, back when I was in middle school, I, you know, look at, like, different things with, like, artwork and stuff or some of the animes I'd watch that I really loved. Cause oh, yeah, like the fan them. art and stuff. Right. Yeah, and the, these ideas of, like, oh, what if someone did this or, like, things like that. People would talk about that. They'd play games where they'd, you know, just kind of change the story. So I understood it, but, you know, just since I'd never really been someone to, like, explore non-canon stuff. And then until you had told me that uh, fan fiction can get a little... <laughs> Naughty. Did you not know that before I told you that? <laughs> well, like, I never really thought about it. Like, it was. Oh, really? Like, like what is it? Rule 43 or Rule 34? Like, Rule if 34. It exists, yeah. There's porn of it. Uh, <laughs> so the idea, and I, we were talking about it because, like, you know, as we've grown up, a lot, of, a lot of shame and guilt in the idea of sexuality is just like what we were taught, like guilt and shame. And so porn was, you know, something that was always thrown around crazy. You know, and I remember we were talking about, oh, one time, you know, our parents couldn't use computer right. And we, they, you had to help them because you understood computer. And then you let me on a little secret where I was like, yeah, I was reading fanfic, which is like word porn. And I was like, so you're reading like X-rated salacious word stories over here. And like, you're the viper in the nest. Like, you sold us out. And you were doing that. I was the one who was helping mom try to figure out who was looking at porn on the internet when you guys were teenagers. Meanwhile, I had been reading like X-rated content online since I was 14 years old. Yeah. And, and I was you like, never knew. One, one good on you. <laughs> Fucking supervillain ass play right there. <laughs> Two, know. 
How dare you? I know. I know. I feel so I'm bad offended. about that. As an adult, I'm like, oh, man, that's such a betrayal. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, oh. In the like D&D chart, there's chaotic, neutral. Oh, that was lawful evil right there. That was calculated. You were like, nay. I know. I know. I was doing all that shit. And in the meantime, I was getting you guys in trouble all the time. Well, to be fair, we were getting ourselves in trouble. There was just a few times where you... uh pointed the way. I feel like that surprised you a little bit when you learned that. Did that surprise you? That was a huge surprise. (laughs) You were like, like, all right, all right. (laughs) Like, oh, one of the the things that was most surprising was because of the guilt, shame around sexuality, there became a mentality and stuff. But once I heard that, I was like, OMG, you were one of us. (laughs) You betrayed us. I I understand you so much better now because that's a facet of you, like a facet I knew, me, you know, some of the brothers, like never really knew that about you. Never considered it, but always assume everyone's similar. But like <laughs> that level of cunning I know. to be able to like, because it's, you know, there's no pictures. So, oh, what am I doing? I'm just reading here and no one's going to look over your shoulder because, you know, they're kind of dumb, don't like to read. In the I know, but that's how I So you literally so had well. this like genius level, like out in the open, like... You know, if we walk in there and, oh, you're a serial killer and there's literally a dead body there. And everyone's like, oh, hey, how's it going? You're like, oh, very good. And no one's going to say anything about the dead body. Kind of like, like mastermind. Like, what? Yeah, I know. It's like my villain origin story. It really is. I feel like you were super surprised when I finally outed myself last summer and was like, actually, I was doing this the whole time. And none of you knew. And you were like, what the fuck? That's why it's like a two-part feeling. There's that deep level of betrayal, like, Mine brother, one of us, thou hast betrayed me. Um, but also, like, this, you know, like a, a intimidation, like a, a, an aberration, like a acknowledgement of like, oh, geez, super villain-ass shit over here. Like, all right, like, what's good? <laughs> like, you fucking got it. Like, that's, that's solid. Like, I, I may have been someone who has stepped on to get that, but uh, you still got it. And that was a really, like, like, you did it. Like, that was smart. I know. <laughs> I know. So, like, I have to appreciate that. But also, I'm betrayed by it. I know. Well, now we just laugh about it. But it is one of those funny things where that's how secretive I was about it. Like, I never told anyone. Our parents still don't even know <laughs> that I was doing stuff like that. I do feel like there were other things about fan fiction, too, and not just that, that may have been surprising to you. Because, obviously, with me being so excited and so passionate about the podcast, I feel like I am constantly talking about fan fiction around the house all the time, whether you want to or not. So sad for you. I'm sorry, but not sorry. But I feel like you have been exposed to some really interesting conversations this year as I've been bouncing things off of you and explaining different things or aspects about fan fiction. Are there any memorable conversations that you feel like we've had that were a little odd or surprising or just like, eh? you know? Well, yeah, I don't know what you what you called it. What was it? The male male ship or something like that? Yeah, how not all fan fiction, but a great swath of fan fiction is two males paired together in romantic scenarios, which apparently was a surprise to you when I told you. Well, that. it was a surprise that I could get a, uh, a person in front of me who understood that and or enjoyed that. Reason being is like, like in psychology, sexuality and stuff is something you explore, relationships, something you explore. And in manga... And like anime, there's a large swath of your typical like harem shit, fan service shit. But there's also like this yuri 
section where it's like it explores that guy on guy relationship. And there's a lot of women who will read that. And it's actually, you know, there are people who will read that, but like there's a good amount of women who do that. And I find that fascinating. So like we had that talk in like that because it is a funny idea to like look at something in canon, you know, like The Witcher and Geralt, you know, fuck. So like, you know, he's that guy and he's that guy in canon. And so, you know, the story to be him. So to consider him, (laughs) you know, you know, being a power bottom is quite interesting. One, I don't like that it messes with the canon in my head because now I'm confused and I got to work things out. There's a puzzle in my head. Oh, my God. (laughs) Maybe I didn't want to think about that for 20 minutes. You know, what's funny is I feel like we actually did have a specific conversation about The Witcher when we were discussing this. Because you were like, what do you mean, man on man or something? And I was like, oh, well, there's tons of fan fictions that pair Geralt with Jasker. And you were like, what? (laughs) Well, yeah, there's other men that are probably better. Like, Jasker's a little I don't like What? No, he's perfect. He's perfect. Although he does get, like, like Geralt does get paired with lots of other people. You can imagine him with Lambert or Eskel. Or whoever. So in the games, uh, Dandelion is the guy who falls around, you know, toss a coin to your witcher. So the name is slightly different, but like he's just called Dandelion. I think his name is actually similar in the character. But the the character in the game versus the show, that was just hearing that that was the most common or like one of the like the more well-known ones, you know, from authors and stuff or popular stories were around those. And I was just like, ah, like what? <laughs> Give me, give me, give me something that's on par with, you know, Sir Geralt of Rivia. Yeah. Because I don't know if you know, but that man's fucking stunning. I want to be him. Oh, but he is. Also have some is. confusing thoughts about, you know, <laughs> here and about there. About who now? Hmm? About what, what? who now? What? What? All right. What? Now, it's, it's not even a gay thing, you know? I'm fairly, I'm fairly uh, good at my sexuality, but there are some men out there who are so attractive that I, as a straight guy who's not generally attracted to dudes, am like, you know, though? It's Geralt's ass, isn't it? No. It's okay. It's the face. It's the same the, space you, the, you can the admit face. it. All right. We'll go with the face. What, but... the, what is it? The, the, is Henry Cavill? Cavill? No. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Yeah, Henry mm. Cavill. Oh, my God. When he's in Witcher. All right, Superman, awesome. He's good. All right, you're a cut-looking dude. But when he's the Witcher, he has this, like, kind of fucking attitude towards everything like fuck off fuck and so there's like this this like uh badass reluctant of like uh uh, you guys know i'm gonna be able to fuck you up like you're really gonna make me do this all right and so it's just always this like and it's like all right that's great the Geralt of rivia uh henry cavill is way better looking than henry cavill i would agree with that though i would agree with that the rough the gruff and i'm like one (laughs) There's the aspirations. Like, I can't not like the dude and not find that to be something worth wanting because I want to be like that if I were, you know, like, like I want to be that, like, uh, hero, like, gruff, like. Yeah. You know, I want that. There is that level of consideration of, like, well, I find it worthy of being wanted. So, like, maybe. You know what, though? And this is just, like, my own personal opinion. I'm sure, like, lots of other people out there have different opinions. That's why I think a lot of people who ship Geralt with Jasker or Dandelion love that pairing because of what you just said, that Geralt is the rough, tough, tumble kind of guy who's not that in touch with his feelings. And Dandelion, being more artistic, is probably more in touch with his 
feelings. And so that dynamic there of one character who can help the other one kind of draw him out emotionally, that's very satisfying. It's satisfying for me. I don't know about anybody else, but I mean, that's probably like why that dynamic is so popular. Just say, <laughs> just say. <laughs> you had me at hello. Yeah, yeah. But we've had a lot of fun with Geralt at our house. We, uh, you know, we say fuck a lot in Geralt's voice. And there's a masterpiece in just a simple word. And there's a YouTube video of just him saying fuck all throughout the first season. It's this unobtainable level of like gruffness in the voice because it's not fuck. It's this disappointed, reluctant, gruff. There's so many pieces to his just saying the word fuck. And like to get that low without getting all like and like, uh, you know, because, oh, dude, there's so many pieces to it. Well, you're better at it than I am because your voice register, like every time I try it, fuck. Like, it just doesn't work, you know? Fuck. Like, it, yeah, it just doesn't work. I don't even get it right but, every time, and I've tried know, it so many times. There was that day when you, me, and our little sister were, like, sitting there for, what, 30 minutes just going, fuck, 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 fuck. We were trying, We were trying to get it right, and none of us got it, but uh, you came pretty close, though. I also remember talking to you about ABO fan fiction. Oh, yeah. So I was explaining to you <laughs> what that was, and so that was, like, the first time you had ever been exposed to something like that, and I just remember the look on your face when I tried to explain that to you. It was... It was great. Oh, yeah. I loved it. But, you know, surprisingly, I was so surprised because you were so cool about it. Instead of being like, oh, my God, that's gross. You actually started asking me like these really interesting intellectual conversations about that, which I really appreciated. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, you know, I'm a weird person myself and it's well known and I embrace it totally. But one of the things is like there's not a lot of things that bug me. And so there are things that are somewhat surprising. I'm a pretty jovial comedic person so I, I usually will tend to play things up just a bit but in a way that's funny you know but not unauthentic but no the one of the things is like if i come across something you know people are my passion of sorts where understanding people really figuring out those super complex puzzles is interesting so like coming across that like motif was just like oh interesting like why this why that yeah i just remember you started asking all these questions like what <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't this thing that you thought was gross. You you were just really curious about it, which I yeah. thought was like so cool. You've really had that attitude about fan fiction this entire year, which I've really appreciated because it's not your forte. It's not something that you enjoy, but just exploring it with me as I talk to you constantly about it has just been so refreshing and so interesting. Have there been things about fan fiction that you've learned this year that have surprised you? And have any of your opinions on fan fiction changed at all? I suppose, yeah. So from not knowing like too much about it to talking with you about it and realizing it had multifacets. So really what I thought, you know, was one of my friends would read some fanfic for like Naruto and like would do like role playing chat rooms on like Facebook groups and stuff when I was like 20. It was just a friend of mine. And so they were all so like from what I saw and everything so poorly written and stuff that it was, you know, a culmination of kind of people just putting stuff in in a chat room and stuff. Yeah. So, like, the what I understood was, you know, it's just people who want to really explore that, but maybe quality isn't there, to then hearing about how salacious and knife in the back you were that let me know that, oh, okay, so there is more of an erotic side and that's, like, fun. <laughs> you know, that's an exploration. Right, right. Um, right. And then to when you wanted to really start the podcast and the, the mission statement behind it, because you would explain like there's works on the archive and stuff that are the quality of like published book of like quality stories. And then even like, uh, what was it? 
Fifty Shades of Grey was like uh, originally like a fanfic of Twilight, right? Right. Yeah. Something like that. And that kind of transitioned. But it was like, I was like, oh, They're like it's there. But like the idea that there is like unappreciated artists, you know, and especially because like as we've grown up, sex can be like a, a shameful thing. And maybe people don't really want that associated with them because they have their personal lives or their professional lives. And in today's day and age, like things just get crossed up weird and complicated way too quick. So pseudonyms are, you know, great and all the power to them. But really the passion that you look at fanfic through, you know, besides like the the whole of, you know, well, this is what uh, gets me going. So but the really the artistry that you appreciate within like even works that are, you know, what's the general audience ones? The gen fix. Yeah. The ones that don't have any relationships in them. Yeah. Yeah. Any salacious material or erotic material. Like it's just the the actual like explorations of and even in those like you still talk about those you'll read those some of the best ones like you've read you've talked about and so like that passion of like obviously there's a whole facet that you see that i don't because i'm not there so like with everything like besides those like three things really the understanding of like what i not really had an opinion on but just like what i kind of understood them to be defined and then you know update no this also could be in that and then update oh nope this also can be in that so it's not just that you know, it's not just stuff that people just kind of create on their own to explore just random possibilities. But it can be, you know, sexual. It can be an exploration of those ideas and those kinks or like things like that where you can kind of do that and cross some boundaries a little bit in an exciting way. But also, on top of that, also be these really great, you know, works of art that uh, really capture the reader with the story, the composition, the way things work together. So from not really knowing much, like I don't really have opinions on stuff that I don't know anything about. So I just kind of take it as it comes. So there's never been anything that's like, oh, no, fanfic. And we've talked about this a ton. I just don't feel like shame and guilt really have a lot to play in people's lives. Oh, yeah. And you've always been really great about that. You've always kind of been an open person. So you're kind of one of those live and let live kind of people. Whatever people are into is pretty much cool with you. And <laughs> you try not to put people down for whatever they're into and stuff. But I've really appreciated the way that you've kind of listened because you're right. Like when I went into this project and into this podcast, I really did have a mission statement. I really wanted to talk about the artistic side of fan fiction. And I wanted to talk about how wonderful it was, how life changing it can be, like how much it matters to people in the community, how much it matters to me. Right. And so I feel like we have done a pretty good job of that this year. And I just think it's really fun to be able to bounce all of those concepts off of you this year. But you've always been really great about stuff like that. So I had some stats that I gathered for the show for the past year that I, I thought I'd share with you because I've never shared these stats with anybody. I've never shared them with you before. So these would be uh, kind of like brand new to you too. I know a little bit about them because there have been so many times where you hit like a something that's never <laughs> happened. It's yeah. like a mark of success. You know? That's true. <laughs> and That's I, so you true. You literally are always like, oh my gosh. Like the first time, like we spoke about earlier, an artist said yes. You're like, oh my gosh, woohoo. And I was like, duh. Like you're building something cool for them. Like, of course people are going to say yes. Of course you're building something good. Like you put a lot of effort <laughs> into it. Of course. Right, right, right. And you're right. Like there have been really cool milestones throughout the year that I just couldn't help myself. And I said, oh my gosh, this cool thing happened today. But it's been really cool putting this episode together and kind of seeing the entire year's stats all together oh, in one place. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so super cool. Like, for instance, I've published 28 episodes this year, not including this one Damn. and the next one for December. Right? 28 okay. episodes. 
I've interviewed okay. 25 fan fiction writers. Hell yeah. And then as of today, we're, we're recording this November, November 28th. As of today, we've had 4,700 episode downloads so far just this year. Just this year. I know. Cool, right? Based on current trends, I'm actually thinking that by the end of December, it'll probably be closer to 5,500 downloads. So we'll probably end the year right about there. And I try not to share those numbers on a consistent basis because it doesn't matter to me. It really doesn't matter to me. You know, it's just kind of a cool thing. But stats aren't everything, as we know in the fan fiction community. Stats aren't everything. We do this for love, right? We do this for passion. And But I still thought that was a kind of a cool stat. And guess what? Here's another cool stat. Of that 4,700 episode download number, 1,293 of those downloads came from outside of the United States, which I thought was like so hey. super cool and blew me away because when I first started the show, I had no freaking clue that we would have so many people listening from outside of the United States. It's so cool. I gathered a list of the places around the world where we get the most listens, and those places are the United Kingdom. Germany, Canada, France, Belgium, the Netherlands, Australia, Russia, Ireland, Hong Kong, India, Switzerland, Finland, Hungary, Nigeria, the Philippines, Poland, New Zealand, Ukraine, Italy, China, Mexico, and Latvia. Latvia? I only know of one person from Latvia. It's so super cool, like how connected we are as a fandom community all over the world. You know, if you're a regular listener outside of the United States and you did not hear me call out your country, drop me an email. Let me know you're there. That would be super cool. But huge thanks to our international audience for being here with us. I see you. I'm grateful for you. There's a reason that I start every show by greeting the entire world because I know that you're there. And I love that because of the internet, we can all be bound together in fandom and, and in things that we love no matter what region of the world that we live in. My reporting software doesn't break down the geographical region for the United States audience. I wish it did. It would be super cool to see the different states that people are listening from. So unfortunately, all I can see are the numbers that are coming in from the United States. So I don't have the geographic regions, but thank you to my United States audience for being there and listening. And I'm so grateful for all of you. And then I also just wanted to really quickly thank the incredible writers who came on the show this year, because you guys are some of the most creative, thoughtful, wonderful human beings that I have ever met in my entire life. And speaking to all of you about your tremendous work this year has just been one of the greatest privileges of my entire life. Super proud of what we've accomplished this year and really looking forward to what we're going to do next year as well. Now, David, last thing here, with the new year being right around the corner, you know how it is, right? New Year's resolutions and all that campy stuff. But this is about the time of year when people start thinking about those projects that they have on the back burner or that thing that they've always wanted to do or that thing they've always wanted to accomplish. Maybe it's a project like this one, like this podcast, or maybe it's a fan fiction story that they've always wanted to write and they've just been putting it off. Or maybe it's career related, whatever it is, right? I think a lot of people are going to start thinking about different ways that they can accomplish goals next year. So, because you are so good at giving people advice, and you were so good at kicking me in the ass when I needed to be kicked, I was hoping that you could just spend a few minutes here at the end of the show and offer some encouragement to the folks out there who might be thinking about starting something new next year, and maybe they're afraid. What would you say to those people? Are you asking me to kick your fans in the ass? Euphemisms, okay? Euphemisms. Give some brotherly love here. Brotherly love. 
real quick right before that on those stats and stuff to the international audience and like to the writers and stuff there you said how much you appreciate them i've been in the background for some of those times where you're editing and i get to hear parts of the interview there's times where you literally got so excited because you were contacted from someone who was like in ireland you're like what so i just really appreciate the authenticity you know that those statements actually have behind it from what i've seen behind the scenes so you really do love your fans and you really do love this. Oh, and I'm so glad that you said that because you're right. Every time I get a message from a listener, like I get so genuinely excited and appreciative. And I do often tend to edit my stuff on the couch with you while you're sitting there like watching your show or whatever. So you have had quite a lot of opportunity to hear different snippets from these different interviews that we've done. And that's just so cool to hear that for you not really being in the scene, but still able to tell just from the little snippets that you've heard, like, wow, what a great interview. How cool is that? How authentic is that? Yeah, I hear two voices that are so fucking excited, laughing and, you know, really diving into something that someone created. And in that creation of the podcast, like that's your kind of creation and you explore other creations. It's just two people are like passionate about something, being able to talk about it. And it's so awesome. So really that like drives home and kind of transitions to some of that advice but it's so refreshing to see so i know like the writers are excited to come on and like talk about that and they're you know proud of what they've done they've put hard work into something yeah, they've done they it well and yeah you know they may have been scared to to put it up but people actually like it but uh no it's just you know that appreciation is there like most of us are fairly decent people like you're gonna have shitty people out there <laughs> but most decent people will appreciate it, even if it's not their thing you know like i've never gone to the archives or what is it AO AO3 yeah AO3 mm -hmm. and read someone's posting of their story but I know that there's that passion in there and they love doing it so if there was any advice that I could give to people oh god just fucking do it really um in so many different things in your life it gets easy to like think them up too much or like try to do stuff too much and like put too much pressure on it but be realistic and just fucking do it, you know? Like I told you, I was like, why the fuck aren't you doing it? Like, do it. Like, you've already thought of this. Like, do it. You know, there's people out there who've probably, you've talked about it, where just in like comment sections and stuff, you were a long time just a lurker on boards and stuff and the website where you didn't really engage, but you would see all of that. And some people, you know, oh man, they're so afraid to be criticized for their work. But fucking post it. Post it anyway, because you're going to get better if people criticize you, like, yeah, it sucks. It's, it, you can be afraid. You, it, like, sometimes it may hurt. But, like, things hurt all the time. <laughs> you know, not posting it hurts. And it makes you, you know, afraid of things. So, like, the fear and the hurt are always going to be there. So what you're saying is choose your pain. Yes. Well, that's the thing is pain's there. Pain's never going to go away. Pain's just like a, a response. Fear is just a response. Like, it's a nervous system response. It doesn't actually do anything. All it does is alert. That like, hey, this could be dangerous. Or hey, this might be upsetting. We already know that. We feel it. So like, all right. Like, it might be upsetting. Yeah. I'm going to do it anyway. Like, be afraid. Do it. It's going to hurt. But going to the gym, you go to build muscles. And it's most people don't like going to the gym. It's because it sucks. It really does. You lift something heavy until you're sore as fuck. And the next day, you're sore as fuck. But you're getting stronger. And like, that's with anything. That's with anything you're passionate about. Like, yeah, you know, you may have a story and, you know, the plot may suck and like, that's okay. Fuck it up. Fuck it up 20 times because then you're going to get it right. And that's going to feel even better than anything else. Some people might say, hey, this is, this is sucky. You know, ask, oh man, hey, I appreciate your feedback. What, you know, what could I change? Like, don't look at it as this idea of like, you know, 
if I do it, I'm no good at it and everyone will know I'm no good at it. Right. Like that concept that everything has to be perfect right from the gate, right? Yeah. This idea that like, because people usually tend towards things that they're talented at. And if you try something and you're not good at it, you know, you're just not going to do it as much. I've had friends jump on a skateboard and fall down and they're like, oh, I can't skateboard. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And, you know, they might do something else or they play tennis and they're very good at tennis or they are extremely good at like crafting like professional stuff of like designing and creating like really high grade stickers. Like they have like, machineries and stuff, you know, like stuff like that where they don't see it as because it's something they do and they like and it doesn't take them much effort. They don't see it as like anything incredible. But I've literally had, I say this all the time to people who are like, ah, oh, yeah, no, I can't do that. And I'm like, well, how many hours have you spent practicing that? And they're like, uh, none. And I'm like, that's why you can't do it. Like you haven't done it. Like if you want to be able to throw a football really well and you've never been able to throw it, the people who are throwing it good just because they know how to throw it good are like extremely small amounts. Like it's so rare. Even the people who throw it good and have a talent for it still need to learn it and still need to practice. It just takes them less time practicing to get that good. You know, maybe it takes you an extra year to get that good of that, whatever level that that is. But everyone still is practicing and doing stuff. So like the time you put into something, you're going to get good at it. If you keep doing it, you, you know, you have open mind, you are open to criticism and, you know, you look at things and want to improve and want that growth. No matter what you do, what you spend your time doing, you're going to get better at it. Like, yeah, even you said it was a great fear to reach out to like authors and like reach out to people and try to like, really, it was kind of like being vulnerable to a community, you know, kind of putting yourself out there and saying, hey, I have this thing. I think it's worth it. Would you like to like see if it's worth it for you? You know, and it's been such a positive experience for you and for the people who've been on your show that it doesn't even phase you anymore. Like you're no longer afraid of that. It's because you've done it so many times that you know the, you know everything about it. It's like people who are afraid, just do it. You want to ask a girl out? Just do it. <laughs> no, and I love that. I love that because there's a thing in there that you said. It reminds me of that phrase, give yourself permission to fail, you know? Because I think that's what people are afraid of the most, right? Is they're like, oh, the failure. I will never recover from this, you know? And I get that, man. I get that. I hate to fucking fail. Like, it makes me so angry. And I feel like sometimes that does hold us back a little bit where we're like, well, if I can't do it perfect the first time, right, then I'm not even going to go through the whole thing where I might have to experience failure. But the thing is that sometimes we got to give ourselves that permission to fail and to suck. And to just fuck it all up. Because like in the doing of that is where the magic happens. And we get better. I look back at my early episodes, you know. My guests were amazing. So nothing with my guests. They were amazing. But I sucked. And like, <laughs> We talked about this. I did. Different mic settings, different things, or different echoes. Well, it, it, it wasn't was just like, the mic, though. It wasn't just the mic. Just like, like all of these different things you talked about. You're like, fuck, I suck. And I was like, uh... <laughs> You've barely been doing it. Like you've I, done, know, what, four? I know. Well, it wasn't just, I mean, you know, it was just the whole thing. Like, I do not naturally get on the microphone and have like a brilliant, amazing things to say. Like, I'm not a great orator. And that has been hard for me because I just feel like, man, sometimes I don't say really great things. Like, you know, off the cuff, off the top of my head, I'm not that great. And so those first couple of episodes were really bad on my end, not my guests. My guests were brilliant, but I sucked so bad. I remember those. You were just like, I need to write everything down. I'm making Well, I compare it now to the stuff that I do now. And I'm like, man, 
Am I the best in the whole world? No. But have I improved significantly? Hells yeah. Hells yeah. And it's only been a year. So like, you know, give yourself permission to fail because you probably will. And that's okay. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Like, it's fucking fine. Like, the thing is, like, we're everybody you see, like, we all compare ourselves to others. And oh, my God, they have their life so much together. It's a big fucking lie. Like, we're all broken people. The most successful people you see are dealing with shit. And they've just been practicing long enough. that They're kind of good at it. But we're all fucking broken people trying to, like, get through this shit that we call life and to make something of it. And if you're growing, if you're learning, you know, all of that comes with failure. Like, fucking fail. Fail a thousand times because you're going to get good. Go out there. Like, if you want to do something, that's why I say do it. Just fucking do it. And fuck it up. Like, if you need to fuck it up on purpose, fuck it up on purpose. You know, just to get that initial fear of failure out of the way. Like, go do it. Go be bad at it. And then fix it. And go do it again and be bad at it again, but less. Then fix it. Yes. That's everybody in this world. Any success you see in someone. That's how they got there. Oh, yeah. They fucked, it, they fucked it up a bunch of times. They fucked it up so many times that, you know, I feel like that builds resilience in a person. Yes. It's true with everyone. We all are insecure, like, about shit. We all are, like, broken and dealing with shit inside of our heads. And, like, everybody you see is, they're all going through stuff. And so, like, that's just a part of intrinsically who we are. And it's really actually very beautiful and connecting to know that we all really struggle with the same ideas, you know? And the, the failure is just something we all should do and do it over and be glad for it. Whatever it is in your life that you want to go for, just go for it and then expose yourself to the failure. Expose yourself to sucking and fuck it up and you're going to see that, it, that it's okay. Make an absolute ass of yourself, <laughs> you know, and watch as the day goes on and like, like it's so regular. Like the world didn't end, you know? No, it's like you still got, you know, oh, I got to pick up groceries. I made yeah. a complete ass of myself today. I know. Oh, I got to pick up groceries. <laughs> I know. I got to park my car on the street, pull the trash cans out. Like yeah. there's so many different things that it's still happen. No, for sure. And like the idea should be like, be the adaptable idiot. Like be the fool who doesn't know anything, but is very adaptable. And being curious. That show that I showed you, Ted Lasso, a lot of people's favorite quote. And instead of being judgmental, I'd rather be curious. I decided to be curious. You know, instead of judging people or like having these ideas of like, oh, well, I don't think that's very good. You know, oh, you know, I don't think that, you know, Geralt should be doing those things with Jasper. <laughs> all right. Curious. Oh, all right. What does that look like? Okay. <laughs> Why is that enjoyable? Because oh, it's yeah. not personally for me, but I'd like to know. Because <laughs> then yeah. it's interesting. Be curious. Like, be curious about your failures. Like. You know, don't just go out, fuck up and not do anything. Like, go out, make a big mess of it, and then learn everything you can about that mess and yeah. adapt yeah. because those messes don't come back up. And then you start getting better and better. And like you refine this and you refine, refine, refine until it is polished as hell. And then once it's polished as hell, everyone's going to look at you and they're going to go, oh, man, if I just could do what he did, like I could just do what she did. Well, yeah, that's the thing is time is going to pass anyway, right? Yes. And so if you just go for it, time is going to pass and you will be shocked when you look back a year to see how far you've come, you know, and that time is going to pass anyway, whether you decide to go for it or not. So why not just go for just it? Fucking do it. Like uh, we, we sat on the couch a few times. Uh, I think it was that like, you know, I don't know. You came down happy or something. It's happened once or twice. Like I was like, oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, that was such a good interview. Like, oh, my gosh. You're like, I'm riding a high kind of thing. You had a th couple of theme songs to dance down the stairs. To <laughs> I know, I did. Um, and it was epic. 
But uh, yeah, and then I, I brought up and I was like, because it was so fascinating in that moment to realize. And I was like, do you remember what it was like for you? Like a year ago, could you even imagine that you would be where you're at right now in like just the podcast for one to like be able to consistently do something that you enjoy and love and put a lot of effort, love and appreciation into it because for you, not even for the views or anything, but for you, you know? And if when people see that and like, oh my gosh, like someone really does enjoy it and appreciate it, they can uh, connect with that. I was going to say vibe with that. <laughs> it's just so groovy. No, if you, the vibe is there. And if you vibe with that, if you connect with that, you know, people are going to do that if they have those same appreciations. So that's why, like, personally, I knew that your numbers would continue to grow up because, like, you put a lot of love, effort, attention, mindfulness into what you do. And a lot of people like that. And a lot of people really enjoy that. So, like, of course, people are going to enjoy seeing what you do. But, like, the doing it for you is the most important part. I asked that question, yeah, like, could you have foreseen this if I told you a year ago? when you didn't want to do anything, were so tired, weeks on end. I was like, if I told you then, you know, you'd be running down the stairs, dancing to a, a song. Right. That's the thing is a year ago before I started this whole thing, if you would have asked me that question, like, hey, could you imagine, can you foresee into the future? You know, so many cool things have happened this year that I had no way of knowing they were going to happen. So many cool things that I don't even have time to talk about right now because of that one decision to start the podcast. So many amazing things. So like, no, there there was no way for me to conceive a year ago all of the cool things that were going to happen. Yeah, I wouldn't have believed you. So the point is, right? <laughs> do it. Do it. Time's going to pass. Yeah, time's going to pass. Yeah, just do it. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for that. On that note, we will leave you all with those thoughts. Thank you again, David, for everything that you've done for me and for the show this year. Thank you to the audience for being here and for listening. Love all of you. Thank you again one more time to all of the amazing fan fiction writers who come on the show and share your thoughts and your work with us. I am constantly humbled by the amazing insights that you bring to the show. Thank you so much. We are looking forward to next year. We'll have one more episode to pop down at the end of December, <laughs> and then we'll be done for the year, and we'll get right back on the horse starting in January, so uh, that'll be fun. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, and I will see you all on the next episode. In the meantime, keep on rolling. <laughs>